You're listening to Once, Once Upon a Time Podcast, Episode 93. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. And I'm Jenny. We're missing Jeremy tonight. His schedule just didn't work out for him to join us for this episode, but that's okay. He'll be back very soon. And we are getting excited about Once Upon a Time's return on uh, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, which will be April 21st when Once Upon a Time returns. But there is something really cool happening on this Sunday that we'll mention in a moment. But let's be honest about something. The enhanced episodes that we've not seen... Not so enhanced. At least not for our community, our fans here. Yeah. Because you guys are smart. You know all of this stuff that were in these subtitles. And I saw many of you tweeting, and we were having some fun in the chat room during the live <laughs> uh, broadcast with the enhanced <laughs> subtitles. For someone who hasn't seen Once Upon a Time or those types that aren't big fans of it mm-hmm. and forget, um, like some of the podcasters out there, a couple of them aren't diehard Once Upon a Time fans. So even stuff like this can help some podcast. I'm not... That's not an insult. That's just, it's great to have that other perspective. Do you think it would help people who haven't? Like, the um, this break is the first time they've watched Once Upon a Time. Do you think if they caught those episodes with the, the enhanced subtitles, do you think they would be all caught up? No, because there were only two episodes. It was The Queen of Hearts and The Miller's Daughter, which was very interesting that they focused on episodes with Cora moving forward into the finale that almost makes me wonder are they somehow going to tie Cora back in to the finale it's possible they could as a flashback but then again last year when they did something similar they re-aired a couple episodes not enhanced or supposedly enhanced but last year they did a couple episodes reruns and they were key points to the story, stuff like Desperate Souls, um, why how Rumpelstiltskin became the Dark One, uh, some of the certain key episodes. So it was great that they did that. And they also did that over summer, like reminding us of the Snow White and Prince Charming storyline yeah. and some of that. I think Cora has been a pretty big role this season, though. Yeah. Yeah. It, so from that perspective, this is kind of the major things you may have missed that were moving past yeah sort of stuff but the enhancements i think were good for someone who is like i said not a diehard fan who doesn't remember all of these things or maybe who didn't see all of the first season or every single episode or they see things here and there and they wonder what where'd that come from but you guys our listeners live listeners in the chat room right now and the listeners and the participants in the forum you guys are smart you guys know all of this stuff, so we were making fun of some of the subtitles in the chat mm-hmm. room. But this Sunday, let me tell you about what's coming on this Sunday. Jenny, have you heard anything about this? I haven't heard anything. This is cool. Um, we we mentioned this as we were live streaming commentary last Sunday, but we didn't record that. 
This Sunday, here's the press release from ABC. Take a look back at how the residents of Storybrooke have fared since their fairy tale memories have been restored. On the retrospective, Once Upon a Time, The Price of Magic, Sunday, April 14th on ABC. This is going to be a special review episode. Again, this might be some stuff we've already seen, but it also might connect some dots we didn't know needed to be connected. I I think it'll just be enjoyable because of this. Series creators and executive producers Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz to offer some inside scoop on what's transpired and what's to come. So warning there will be some spoilers, or what we define as spoilers. We have a very conservative definition of spoilers, and that is anything known about a future episode is a spoiler. Titles, uh, promos, pictures, casting, characters, storylines, all that. We consider those spoilers. So there will be some spoilers in this uh, special episode, but not major, not what they would consider major spoilers. But the press release continues. ABC invites new and avid Once Upon a Time viewers to take a look at one of the most talked about and critically acclaimed shows. Once Upon a Time, The Price of Magic will explore the series in a way that will bring viewers up to date, but which current viewers will also find illuminating. In discovering the consequences that residents of Storybrooke have had to endure since magic was introduced into the town, and whether Mary Margaret's path has been tainted since learning that her heart has been darkened after she killed Regina's mother. Cora. Series creators and executive producers Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz will provide some inside scoop on the importance of family, the characters' journeys, and the mythology of the show. They will also tease what's upcoming in the exciting four final four episodes of the season. And the description continues on. Nothing is more important than family, and this season has shown just how close these bonds are. Even between good and evil, magic always comes with a price. The residents have come to discover just how true these words are ever since Mr. Gold introduced magic into Storybrooke when the curse was broken. And this goes on. We'll have the full link to, uh, or the full press release in the show notes over at oncepodcast.com slash 90 as well as any other links or images or screenshots or anything that we refer to in this episode, you can get there in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 43. So check that out. That will be this Sunday at 8 p.m. or 7 central. So we'll be there watching it. We'll have our chat room going during it. And we hope that you'll be able to join us too. If you're in the Eastern time zone or central time zone, then you'll be able to follow along with us as we chat about that. So moving forward now, we've got some great feedback that I want to get to. This is a hiatus episode for now. Our schedules haven't quite aligned to be able to interview Barbara Hershey or Ian Bailey. We're still we're still waiting to hear back from that, but feel free to keep sending your questions. We just don't have an exact schedule yet. So email your questions for either Barbara Hershey, who plays Cora, or Ian Bailey, who plays August. Send it with the subject line question for Barbara or question for Ian. That's E-I-O-N if you want to send in questions for that. That sounds like Ian. Yeah. Ian Bailey. Cool guy. He's currently filming for another TV series, but he may have a break in his schedule to be able to talk with us, but we'll see. So let's get into some of this feedback. First feedback comes in from... Uh, a call in from Nick Nick with a great 
uh, well, several theories, and I'll pause this as we go to so that we can discuss these theories. Hey, this is Nick Nick from Oregon, and I just had three kind of short theories that I wanted to share. So my first theory is that August is the little boy that the seer from Manhattan saw. The reason I think this is that he has just become a little boy again. I originally thought that it would be Henry, but because nothing really happened to Rumpelstiltskin that we know of, I don't really think that he's the boy. Um, the reason I think this is because um, the seer saw that the boy is more than he seems. August is, oh, he's Pinocchio. And Rumpelstiltskin didn't know that he even escaped our world, as far as we know. Or their world, I mean. So also... Um, he led Rumpelstiltskin to Belfire because he kind of orchestrated the whole postcard thing and informed Belfire of the curse that kind of kept Bay in one place and kind of made it a little bit easier for Rumpelstiltskin to find Bay. Also, he kind of, if August orchestrated the whole thing with Henry, Henry then led Rumpelstiltskin to Belfire by extension, August leading him. So we talked about this theory a little bit, and thank you, Nick Nick. We'll continue the voicemail in a moment uh, with her second and third theories. But the idea of the prophesied boy being maybe August instead. It's interesting. When we first saw the episode, Manhattan, and we heard about those that prophecy, we our first thought was, Henry. it's Henry, because of that whole connection there. And then the day after, I started thinking about something and posted it in the forums. I wanted to check out with anyone else. Do you think this could be August? Comes out, turns out that I wasn't the only one who thought of this theory. Um, also, our friends Jeff and Colleen Roney over at the Once Upon a Time fan podcast also had this theory. And Colleen has been sticking by this theory ever since then, of uh, that she thinks the prophesied boy is actually August. I've transitioned back to thinking, no, it's probably Henry. But now, as Nick Nick pointed out, this it could be talking about August because August is a boy again. He's Pinocchio again. Hmm. So he could still yet be Rumpelstiltskin's undoing in some way. Hmm. I, I kind of feel like if they put up some big prophecy like that, then they're going to have to be kind of obvious about telling, kind of obvious, they'll have to be obvious about letting us see that prophecy come to pass, but maybe in just a slightly different way. I, I still think we have seen that happen, that Rumpelstiltskin was brought to an uh, almost an end uh, because the visions aren't very clear. So maybe the seer saw it and thought, this looks like his end, but maybe maybe there's else. something bigger to come. Yeah, that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, could be. And some other little boy could have could could very well lead him to that. Well, the seer did say a little boy will lead you a young to boy. Yeah, a young boy will lead you to him, his son, Rumpelstiltskin's son. So. Like Nick Nick pointed out, yes, August kind of did that, and Henry kind of did that. Mm-hmm. So which way is it? But see, a young boy did not lead. August was not a young boy. 
when he led Rumpelstiltskin to his son, or Mr. Gold to his son. Here's another thought that just popped up in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Owen, Greg, because if Owen hadn't gone to Storybrooke, as people are saying in the chat room, then Regina would not have wanted Henry. Mm. So indirectly, Owen led hmm. him to bay. Yeah, sort of. but I think it's a stretch. Yeah, I think anything. Here's my thought: is yes, these are other good ideas and theories, mm-hmm. but I think anything beyond this being tied to Henry is maybe stretching it a bit. Yeah. Now I do have to admit I have been wrong about several theories, and one of them is possibly having the penalty of having to drink coffee soon. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that's, uh, I'm not looking forward to that. If I'm, if I was wrong all along about Neil or Bay ever going to Neverland, then I have to drink coffee. But Yes, um, it's torture. (laughs) I'm really afraid of it. But many people are emailing. The most frequent thing that people say is refer to my having to drink coffee. But I am now starting to think, yes, that does seem more like a legitimate theory. Back then, I thought this seems too much of a stretch because of this, this, and this. Also, I said very similar things with uh, Tamara being any significant character. Mm -hmm. And when people saying maybe Greg was calling her, she's her. I thought, nah, that's a bit of a stretch. Why would they make that connection? Well, now we see that if there's a connection to be made, it probably is true. Coincidences don't really surprise me anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was a coincidence that Neil happened to be Bay, and it was a coincidence that her was Tamara <laughs> and she was with Greg. It's just such a coincidence. Such a coincidence. <laughs> coincidence. But, you know, with all of this, a very typical. Uh, Kitsis and Horowitz answer is I'll just have to keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's continue with the message from Nick Nick. Okay. Uh, my second theory is that there are layers to the curse and that it's not quite completely broken. Um, I think the first layer was the outside world coming in, which I think was broken when Emma first came to Storybrooke. I think that the world was able to come into Storybrooke the whole time, but just didn't know it existed yet. Um, I think the second layer was memory, which was broken by Emma when she kissed Henry, bringing everyone's memory back. The third curse, I think, was the outside world being able to, um, which I think, um, then being able to leave. And while it takes away their memory, they're still able to leave. I think the next layer is breaking that barrier completely so that they can pass the line and still remember. But still, the curse would be broken. I think that at the last layer of the curse, everyone will either forget Storybrooke or completely everyone will go back to the Enchanted Forest. So I think this is a great theory, Nick Nick, that the curse had these multiple layers. And we've kind of already seen that. We don't know, like this barrier curse of magic can't leave Storybrooke. We don't know whether that is... A consequence of Mr. Gold bringing magic to Storybrooke, or if that was built into the curse somehow. Uh, we, we really don't know exactly how that came because no one tried to leave Storybrooke before Rumpel brought magic. So maybe that was the cost of bringing magic. 
Uh, so I like this idea that maybe it's all still part of the one curse and it's just, just layered. Yeah. Like parfait. Yeah. Or <laughs> like an onion. <laughs> or yeah. So Emma broke the first layer, or maybe you could even say first couple layers that time started moving and then she broke the curse and people actually remembered who they were. And then as Nick Nick said, the um continuing on of the other layers. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many layers it has. I wonder if the curse will actually be defined for us hmm. by Rumpelstiltskin. I wonder if he'll ever kind of give us a, <laughs> a lesson on his curse that he... I don't know. Maybe. It seems to me that he doesn't know a whole lot about it. There have been some surprises to him. Uh-huh. He knew a lot more than Regina knew. Yeah. But... The whole thing of, remember when he threw that fit in the shop when David told him that if you leave Storybrooke, you lose your memories. Yeah. That was a surprise yeah, to him. Yeah, it was. So maybe he doesn't really know what... Maybe the the layers are just a reaction of something being broken and mm-hmm. it being a price of some sort. Magic oh, yeah. always has a price. Yeah. So maybe it's maybe the layers weren't actually defined before the curse was flung mm-hmm. cast whatever <laughs> and nick nick emailed a follow-up correction to just this point of it she said i meant to say that the third layer was us becoming aware of storybrook when sneezy crossed the line and that the next layer is their ability to leave and then the final break erasing storybrook the place not the memories and or returning them to the enchanted forest mm-hmm. so it's it's a complex theory. It's got a lot of layers to that theory. Yeah, it's layered like love. Love like is layered. Onion. Oh yeah, I <laughs> layered too. <laughs> and then her final theory here. My final theory is that the reason we didn't hear about any more stages of Operation Cobra is because step one is still in progress. Henry left the book with Neil, telling him, "I think you should hold on to it." I believe that tomorrow we'll take the book and bring it to Owen, and they will use it to identify the important people that they can get magic from. Well, those are my theories. I hope you like them, and thanks for the awesome podcast. I had said this, I had suggested this too, but we haven't seen Tamara take the book yet. Mm-hmm. We don't, I don't know. like her. She may not even know about the book yet. No, 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 she does. Remember? Oh, Oh, you're right. Yeah. I'm, Neil showed her the book. Just like, what are you doing? My mind jumped down to a different feedback from someone else. But oh. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, she does. She has seen that book. She's and, seen it. And she's putting on a good show that it's like she was repulsed at first. But now she's all like, okay, I can accept this. Which she's really like, I want all this magic right now. <laughs> <laughs> So she's evil. She's just evil. Yeah. I, I could see them definitely doing that. But the, the Operation Cobra part of this, I think Henry did say early on of season two, when Emma and Snow were gone, Henry referred to a different operation. He said Operation Viper or it was something else. But it, that was getting Emma and Snow back. I think 
he's kind of seen Henry, at least, uh, Scorpion. Thank you, chat room. That was Aaron J that corrected that for me. Operation Scorpion or Operation Viper. Um, I think it was uh, Henry's, Henry was the main one about Operation Cobra. And that was all about identification. So in his mind, Operation Cobra is closed because they have identified everyone so far. So now they're on to something else. But yeah, Tamara and Owen may be taking on Operation Cobra under new management. What was it that Henry wanted to call her? Emma, what did he want to call her? Mm. I can't remember. Maybe it's... Maybe it's significant, and I just can't remember. I'm wondering. Back to the season premiere when Uh they were driving in the car, he said something like, you're not ready for that yet. But I think that, oh, that was not about her name. That was about who she is. And he was basically saying that you're not ready to know that you're the savior that's going to break this curse. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what was it that, that, um, what was it that he wanted to call her though? He had a name for her and she was like, how about just Emma? And he was like, okay, Emma. <laughs> Pumpkin. Pumpkin. That's right. Yeah. That's it. Aaron <laughs> J in the chat room's genius. Yeah. By the way, we've got this oh, chat room. Oh, and Maddie. Maddie also said that we've got this chat room going that we do the podcast live and our live schedule will be changing during summer as soon as the the season two finale is over but the uh, schedule up until then will be on sunday nights right after an episode airs we'll podcast a regular episode we won't be podcasting after this special behind the scenes episode this sunday april uh, 14th but starting back on april 21st on Sunday nights, we record at 9.15 Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus four. So that's primarily for the Eastern and Central Time viewers who just watched the episode with us. And we have the live chat room then just before that. And then on Wednesdays, after an episode has aired on TV, we record at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus four over at oncepodcast.com slash live. That schedule will be changing during the summer. So watch the website over at oncepodcast.com for that schedule information. And hey, I wanted to take a moment to thank some people who have sponsored this episode of Once Podcast. We really appreciate the sponsorship and support. David Newland, Lori Ann, and DJ Firewolf have each sponsored episodes of this episode of One's Podcast, and they're subscribers too. So they have signed up to say, I want to support One's Podcast every single month. And there are multiple levels that you can do that. And we really appreciate the support, David, Lorianne, and DJ Firewolf. If anyone else would like to sponsor an episode, please go to onespodcast.com slash sponsor. Now, the reason, Jenny, that I confused the book momentarily yeah is because of another piece of feedback that we received from omg roxas that said i bet that tamara will somehow get a hold of cora's book Book. that regina locked up in her cabinet with the book maybe she will be able to use magic you remember which book that was that was from the episode we are both when regina used that book that she stole from Cora and Cora had taken it from Rumpelstiltskin and all of that. Oh no, that would be awful. Yeah. The book that we once for a while thought Cora's heart was in that book. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so imagine if she got that bur- or if Ooh. her got that burp. I don't want that to happen. She'll be she'll be evil. She's already evil. Mm-hmm. We we really don't know. Now, if you know spoilers, maybe you know the direction that Once Upon a Time is going with um Tamara, but we really don't know what she's going to do in Storybook. We know that she wants magic. We know that she is willing to kill people to cover up, or we think kill people. Maybe I, I'm thinking it's remove their magic with her taser. <laughs> Maybe she'll tase the book and remove all of the... I still think that is a spoiler to call it a magic taser. No, I think even before... Uh, my theory, even before hearing any tweets or seeing anything, is that this is some kind of special taser and that it removes magic from people because she's looking for magic. Why does she have a taser? What made her think that it could affect people with magic? Why does it affect people with magic? So I'm thinking this taser removes magic from people. Hmm. And we might see that be confirmed or be not confirmed or people running around storybook saying, don't tase me, bro. <laughs> Wow. We also got an interesting suggestion in from Alina that suggested that maybe among the many characters that Neil could be, maybe he was also Huckleberry Finn and was taken from our land to Neverland. But I I really think I have to admit that all evidence points to Neil went to Neverland. And what Neil said to Emma was, this world was not my first stop when mm-hmm. I left home. Mm-hmm. So he stopped somewhere else before this. And he did also point out if he, if this world was his first stop, that he would have been hundreds of years old. So that really points to Neverland. But still, it all comes back to how did he get from Neverland to our Second world? star on the right and straight until morning. Yeah. Can he fly? <laughs> <laughs> Did he think of a happy thought? <laughs> he's, a, he's a grown man. He doesn't have as many happy thoughts as he did as a kid. Or my theory is that the curse, when enacted, brought him from Neverland to Storybrook, Or not to Storybrook, but to our world. But because he was somewhere else, the curse brought him, but didn't bring him all the way into Storybrook. Maybe that's the same way that the dragon ended up in mm. our world. So I, I still think the curse affected many other worlds like like well, the land without color, uh, Wonderland, because it brought Jefferson, it brought Dr. Whale or well, Frankenstein. Those two had a connection with Regina. So yeah. she probably brought them because she wanted them there. Mm-hmm. Looking far, far back to the episode Lady of the Lake, Isabel sent in a a nice little correction for us that helps clarify some things that we raised back then in that conversation. Jenny, why don't you read this? Isabel says, while I was listening to the full discussion for Lady of the Lake, catching up on season two episodes during hiatus, I was surprised that you didn't understand that and by her grace comment that Lancelot made when he found the water was a reference to the Virgin Mary. Once Upon a Time plays fast and loose with religion generally, but 
Arthurian legend. Wow, it looks weird. It's <laughs> centered around Christianity by definition, and the episode didn't stray away from that. After all, the Holy Grail is supposed to be a, the cup used at the Last Supper, and Lancelot tells them of a cup that grants eternal life. So, the show, at the very least, isn't afraid to use religious language. I thought it was a nice nod to the original story, wherein Lancelot was known for his Christian virtue, which would have at times at the time of Arthur, at the Arthur legends, would have been a Catholic Christian understanding of virtue with a focus on Marian devotion. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Before his fall from grace due to his affair with Guinevere. Yeah, so this like so obvious that I missed it in this. But thank you, Isabel, for pointing that out. Because it, it does make sense. We talked about that. Why did he say, and by her grace? Because we've mentioned stuff like when Jane Espenson writes an episode, usually someone refers to um, pantheism, uh, multiple deities, mm. like saying gods, yeah. thank the gods and such. Um, but she didn't write this episode, and it was a very different deity reference here. And I couldn't figure out why was it why were these christian symbols but yet he lancelot referred to her grace mm. and i'm sure many of the catholics out there are now saying yeah daniel you, you completely missed that point so yeah he was probably referring to virgin mary thank you for catching that and for sending in that correction for us speaking of corrections jenny and i went to see the movie Oz the Great and Powerful, and we did a review of that several episodes ago. You can go back and listen to that at oncepodcast.com. But uh, one of the small things that we brought up in that episode that I love this connection about the Oz movie. Remember when um, that lady that Oz was kind of interested in in the real world said that mm-hmm. Mr. Gale had asked her to marry him? And we talked about, well, was that lady maybe Alice's aunt or uncle? Not Alice, Dorothy. Or Dorothy, yeah, <laughs> wrong story. Well, Christy sent in a simple, very short email saying, the man that asked Annie to marry him had the last, na- had the last name Gale, which is Dorothy's last name. It is. Yeah. <gasps> Dorothy so Gale. it's Dorothy's parents, and she's going to end up living with her Auntie M and Uncle Henry. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, I love that. Yeah. So thank you for that little correction. And if anyone wants to go check out our review of that, you can check it out at oncepodcast.com slash 86, or also listen to our review of Jack the Giant Slayer at oncepodcast.com slash 83. So thank you for those little corrections there. And Here's an interesting theory in from Roger about the enchanted hearts. And this is something that I I like Roger's thinking here, something we haven't considered. Roger said, if a heart that is removed becomes enchanted, does it remain enchanted when put back in? Does Mary Margaret now have an enchanted heart that can now love David, Emma, and Henry more stronger? Than more strongly than before. I don't think that was ever established. It's a good theory, but I don't think that was ever established. Is her magical heart able to purge the darkness from itself 
Will they explore how there are veins of light and darkness in each one of us? Can the Joker's dastardly plan actually work this time? Tune in next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. That's actually in his email. Is it? Yes. (laughs) That's from Roger. Yeah, so we've seen, I thought about this. We've seen that I can remember two people get be, that stayed alive, get their in, hearts put back in after they were Ooh. enchanted. Mary Margaret. Mary Margaret and Aurora. Ah, you're right. And I can't remember anyone else. Yes, Daniel got an enchanted heart. Yes, um, Frankenstein's brother got an enchanted heart. Gerhardt, but that ended badly. It did. <laughs> so we don't. But he wasn't alive when he got the heart, right? So the the enchanted That's part. That's why it happened mm-hmm. badly. Well, you know, speaking of Aurora, we got in this voicemail that asks a good question. Hi guys, it's Laura. I was just wondering if you guys had any thoughts about if we would see. The trio of Philip, Aurora, or Mulan before this year, season finale. Because I really love these characters. They became my favorite. And I was just wondering what you guys thought. I think we will. My reason for that is I have a hard time seeing that they introduce us to these characters. They build up a story. They leave the story hanging. Mm-hmm. You know, will Aurora get Philip back? And they gave us hints along the way that that's possible, uh, even before they said it so obviously in the episode. So I think the way that they've pulled these characters in, they have to bring them back. Maybe not this season, maybe next season, or maybe this season, because we started the season with these characters, with the Wraith, with Aurora, Mulan, and uh, Philip, I'm thinking we might see all four of them back again. Maybe coming to Storybrooke, maybe in a flash ta- flashback, or maybe there's another idea if these magic beans end up working that um, Anton is growing, then maybe people, some people will go back to Enchanted Forest and help Mulan and Aurora fight off or defeat the wraith so that they can get philip's soul back and Hmm. then philip is back again i could see that as a nice end to season two in enchanted fairy tale land perspective but then what happens in storybook i have no idea uh, what that might be going i do know episode titles but i do not want to theorize based on those titles because i would be theorizing based on spoilers so i don't know what what do you think jenny do you think we will see them do you think we need to see them again I don't care. <laughs> I didn't like that whole dynamic anyway. I wouldn't be sad at all if we didn't see them again. Well, time will tell. You'll, we'll just have to keep watching, as Kitsis and Horowitz yep. often say. Our listener, Melissa, wrote in with uh, a great theory pointing out something from the Disney movie, Peter Pan. She says, first off, I love your podcast and that you aim to be spoiler-free. Just no fun knowing. (laughs) I was watching Peter Pan with my nephew and noticed when Peter, Wendy, Michael, and John are flying to Neverland, they jump on a clock and it goes to 815. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure if that is a coincidence, but I found it interesting and share 
if you weren't already aware. It really reminded me of Henry watching the clock. I haven't been able to listen to all podcasts, so perhaps you know this or noted it. It's been a while since we've um, seen Peter Pan, so I didn't remember that, but um, it is awesome connection. Yeah. <laughs> a lost reference in Peter Pan. Wait, I know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe a fan of, maybe a lost writer, Eddie Kisses or Adam Horowitz likes Peter Pan and they just mm. wanted to use that. Now, I'm going to try, and and our chat room is also looking for a screenshot of this for us, but we'll have a screenshot in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 93, so you can check this out, the screenshot from the Disney Peter Pan. Uh, but awesome there. We need to watch Peter Pan. Yeah, we should. We should I really like Peter Pan. Think of a beautiful thing. <laughs> I like Captain Hook because he's witty in a sort of simple, childish way. <laughs> and in that, the Disney version of Peter Pan, yeah. he's very funny, <laughs> especially when he's being chased by the crocodile. Now, Caroline sent us an email or maybe Carolyn, uh, suggesting that maybe Rumpelstiltskin wrote the book. And her reason for this was that maybe, essentially, maybe writing the book was part of creating the curse because everyone that's in the book was brought over so far Mm. that we know. So maybe he wrote the book as part of the curse and everyone who's in the book was brought over. Great theory, that is a great theory. One, I mean, because it has certain things in the book that Regina didn't know. Stuff like Emma's birth. Yeah. And there's stuff in there about Rumpelstiltskin. And stuff that we didn't realize was in there before. And all of these different things. So, he's in the book. August was not in the book. But, I, I'm, which that's my reason in thinking maybe Blue Fairy wrote the book. But one issue I see with this is Dr. Whale is in Storybrooke. And Dr. Whale wasn't in Henry's book. Frankenstein wasn't in Henry's book. Really? Yeah. Because Henry pointed that out in one of the episodes. He said, hey, wait a minute. Frankenstein isn't in the book. So who else was brought here? So hmm. I th- that was a hint to us that we're going to see some people that aren't traditional fairy tales. And they were brought here from some other means. But uh, so I could see the book as being part of the curse, maybe, or maybe it's just the book is to tell the stories of everyone that was cursed by someone that wasn't involved in making the curse. Hmm. So great theory. We'll we'll see that play out. I really look forward to seeing how the book came to be because there's a story there. And we've got to learn that story. I mean, when we learn the stories of Emma's car and her keychain, and someday we'll probably learn the story of her tattoo that we saw in the episode Tallahassee, all of these certain things are there for intentional reasons, and we might see that there's some kind of backstory to them. Mm -hmm. Now, we just got a live call in from Timothy. Hey, Timothy, thanks for calling in. Hey, what's up? 
Hey. Hey, Timothy. I think you're also August W. Booth, right? In the chat room? Yes, yes, but I decided to change my name. <laughs> in, order, in honor of August's death, I changed my name. Oh. <laughs> in honor of his death, you changed your name. In honor. Well, I'm just sad that, you know, he's he's no longer with us because he was one of my favorites. Oh. Do you think we'll see August as a character again? In a way, I doubt it. Uh, I could see maybe in some flashbacks. Mm, yeah, perhaps. But I think that they were just trying to to get to get rid of his character, I don't know, by giving Geppetto and Pinocchio their happy ending. But I also had an idea just now about the book that we were talking about. Why couldn't it be Belle that wrote the book? Hmm. Hmm. That's a great question. Well, she was locked in a tower for several years. She <laughs> yeah. likes books. And she's and with Rumpelstiltskin. She knows part of Rumpelstiltskin's backstory, at least. She knows, uh, I'm sure, about about Regina and Snow. And the reason why I say that is because Regina is a gossip. That That is my thought. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really creative theory. It is. Thanks thanks for sharing that with us, Tim. Thanks for calling in, Tim. Yeah. I, I'd never thought of that. Belle I writing didn't either. Book. She loves books. Why didn't we think about that? The the one thing I I wonder here. Belle's been locked up in Storybrooke for twenty eight years. Mm-hmm. Twenty nine years. And we don't know when the book showed up. Right. I don't think she would have done it while she was in Storybrooke. Right. It would have had to have come over with the curse. But she was locked up in Regina's tower when yeah, the curse she hit. She. So, when we saw her, she didn't yeah. have any paper. She didn't have anything to do except scribble little tick marks on the wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if that was even her doing that. Yeah. Well. Yeah, and that added up to, what was I figured out? Three and a half years, I think, that she was there. (laughs) What a boring life. (laughs) But she had a nice dress, and she was clean. So she was taken care of. And then one last theory to share a feedback from uh, one of our listeners is about something that, um, again, going back to the Neverland theory, it's a bit of a twist, but I I like the creativity here. This comes from Christine. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Christine says, here's a thought that might help Daniel's coffee go down a little easier. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. If Bay really went through the bean hole to Neverland, I wonder if Eddie Eddie and Adam are calling it the bean hole, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jane Espenson, I think, tweeted once calling it bean Bean hole. hole? Okay, got it. I think so. Got it. He would have seen his mother again. This could help explain the look on Mila's face when Rumple, now the dark one, mentioned leaving her son. It also opens up a whole storyline for why Bay and Hook don't like each other or Rumple. Anyway, I look forward to more Once Upon a Time and more podcasts. Keep up the good work. Christine. Thank you, Christine, for sending this theory in. Yeah, and at first, I thought, well, this, this isn't a conclusive theory. We can't say that... It, if Bay went to Neverland, we can't instantly say, oh, he saw Mila then. Because the time that we know of for sure, when Hook went to Neverland, when he used the bean uh, in the episode The Crocodile, mm-hmm. that was after Mila's death. Yeah. 
But we don't know where Hook and Mila went from when she ran away with him to when Rumpelstiltskin killed Mila. You're right. So it's possible they went to Neverland. It is possible. It is possible we'll see Mila again when we um when we visit Bay's past. Yeah, if we do. It's very possible. Right, I could see doing that. Yeah. yeah. I hope we do. Then we'll figure out for sure if Neil is from Neverland and if Daniel has to drink coffee. <laughs> but uh, creative theory. And it, it would be uh, really, I think, a strong emotional moment to see Bay reunited with his mother. Yeah, it would at be. At some point. Although, see, here's the other thing. When Bay went to somewhere else down the bean hole. His memories of his mother were when he was much younger and he just believed that she was dead. So I think that that might have come up if when Bay was talking to Mr. Golden, when Neil was talking to Mr. Golden, um, Manhattan episode, I think he would have said something like, why did you tell me mother was dead? She, you lied. She was alive. I saw her. It seems like something like that is big enough that he would have mentioned it there hmm. when they were discussing their other issues. I could be wrong, though. But thank you so much, everyone, for the feedback. Now, keep our feedback information handy for future episodes when we want your feedback for the next discussions about episodes of Once Upon a Time. We've got four episodes left. They come back for the United States on Sunday, April 21st, and we've got this special behind-the-scenes thing on Sunday, April 14th. So four episodes left. Send us your theories when you watch these episodes. You can email feedback at oncepodcast.com or leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221, or you can also go to oncepodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and click or tap on the send a voice message link to record a message right from your computer and send that to us. And a couple cool things coming up is we're trying to get these interviews, trying to schedule the interviews with Barbara Hershey and Ian Bailey. Send in your questions for those. You um, can send those to feedback at oncepodcast.com or call into 903. Well, no, email. Email would be the best because we need to just have the list of questions. But make sure you put in the subject line, question for Barbara or question for Ian. And do separate those out into different emails if you have questions for both of the cast. And that way we can easily go through and see uh, what questions we have and sort those out when we get a chance to interview the cast members. And we're going to have some awesome interviews this upcoming summer because uh, we'll be talking to some people who are in Steveston. We'll be talking with some more of the cast this summer, and I'm working on trying to see if we can talk with some of the writers. So some awesome things coming during the um, break uh, for summer. Uh, so we'll still be podcasting. No worries about that. We might have a roundtable at some point then, too. So we're so grateful to have you as part of the community. And you can also discuss and share your theories over at oncepodcast.com slash forums to be able to share there with a whole bunch of other Once Upon a Time fans. And uh, Jenny and I would like to give some shout outs to some people who have less, left some iTunes reviews for us. We really, <laughs> we really appreciate the reviews in iTunes. 
They encourage us and they help other people find the podcast. So, uh, Jenny, take the first one. We'll do this every other one. Dante. <laughs> this is harder than it looks. Dante Jr. And Yappy Squirrel. And by the way, Yappy Squirrel said, Daniel, Jenny, and Jeremy have taken my deep love of fairy tales and this show to a new level of enjoyment. Next is K Piper, 1983. And C.D. Tippy. Kiddest Degifa. <laughs> Brian Rose, 1984. Fire Anis. Hope Mullinex. Layer. <laughs> <laughs> and JPX 9003. Wow, where do these people come up with these names? I, I don't know. There are apparently 9002 other JPXs oh, in iTunes. Whoa. But thank you so much for the iTunes reviews. We really appreciate it. Yes, and, thank you. Uh, if anyone else would like to leave a review for us in iTunes or mark these reviews as helpful, you can go to oncepodcast.com slash iTunes to leave ratings and reviews there. And we really appreciate it. And it's really encouraging. I check the reviews every day and it's always encouraging to see that a new one pops up. And don't worry, even if you are in a different country and you leave a review in iTunes, we still get to see those. So I really appreciate those. We've got fans from all over the world, and uh, it's great to be able to connect with them. So remember to watch the behind-the-scenes special this Sunday at 8, 7 Central, and we'll be in our chat room if you're watching in Eastern or Central time, and we'll be back for sure podcasting when the next episode of Once Upon a Time comes back. We might take another break, or we might have a roundtable or an interview. We'll see, but watch us on Twitter at OnePodcast, or follow the website OnePodcast.com for announcements about these things, and you'll get to then hear what's coming. And if we get to interview a cast member and get to do it live, you'll get to jump over and see that or hear that. And we'll also have a spoilers bit from Hunter after the music ends. And we really appreciate your being a part of the community and sticking with us through the season. We've got some awesome things coming up for the podcast. We know there are some awesome things coming up for Once Upon a Time. And so go to oncepodcast.com slash forums to jump in and participate with all of the other forum members talking about once upon a time and sharing your thoughts and theories and what you liked what you didn't like what stands out to you you can even go back and chat about old episodes now that we've seen new episodes you can go back and say oh now this little thing makes sense in the old episode so that's at oncepodcast.com and i want to give a shout out to some people who are now helping us with once podcast running the forums um, managing the chat room aliascape is helping moderate the chat room in the forums we've got rumples girl and uh, matt are helping moderate the forums for doing screenshots uh, jacob or jacob is helping us out <laughs> with naming and uploading our screenshots for us. And also Winnie and Corbin are helping us do our podcast show notes. So we really appreciate the help and big shout out, big thanks to them for helping us. And of course, Hunter is helping us with the spoilers by providing those and you'll get to hear those at the end of this episode. And we're missing Jeremy tonight, but he'll be back with us very soon. So please follow all of us on Twitter. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at OncePodcast, and you can follow each of us as well. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You can follow me on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle, And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at Twitter.com slash Jenny Snook. And follow our other co-host, Jeremy Laughlin, at Twitter.com slash P-H-L-E 
G-O-N. So until next time, remember, have a happy ever after. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our sponsors for this episode of Once Podcast. If you'd like to be a sponsor and be like co-producers with us of the podcast, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. Hi, Oncers. Hunter Hathaway here with this week's spoilers for Once Podcast. Season 2, Episode 19, Lacey, premieres on April 21st. It is directed by Milan Shevlov and written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz. David helps Mr. Gold in his attempt to jog Belle's memory and to get her love back. The beans that Anton and the dwarves have been harvesting are starting to grow and could possibly take everyone back to the Enchanted Forest. But Emma is torn. Does she want to stay in our world or live in Fairytale Land? In past Fairytale Land, Rumpelstiltskin forces Belle to accompany him on a hunt to kill a thief, who she has freed in the name of Mercy. ABC released some set photos and I was able to figure out a little bit more. Belle is out of the hospital and it looks like she's trying to find out who she is. She is seen hanging out in a bar and playing pool in a very unlike Belle way. Looks like it's Henry's birthday from some photos, and that he's celebrating with the Charmings. Regina is nowhere in sight. In this episode, the Sheriff of Nottingham will be played by Will Travel, and Robin Hood will be played by Tom Ellis. So the burning question that's been going on for weeks is Bay Peter Pan. Well, TV Line has spoken with Kitsis and Horowitz, and, that they see, and they say that they have seen all the fan theories, but no one has gotten it right. I'm going to guess that, Daniel, you are safe from drinking bitter coffee. But I would go out and buy some cream. We still don't know if he's a lost boy or not. We'll just have to wait and see. In the same interview, they reveal that Tamara is definitely not a fairy tale character and has no alternate identity. So who is she? The spinoff is taking shape. We now have a title, Once Wonderland. Or Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. I keep seeing both. Sophie Lowe from Roadkill has landed the role of Alice. Michael Sosha of Being Human has captured the role of Knave of Hearts. Peter Gaddett will play the love interest Cyrus. Emma Rigby as the Red Queen. And who will play the White Rabbit, you ask? Well, that will be Paul Rubens, best known to all of us as the one and only Pee Wee Herman. The show will take place in pre-cursed Wonderland and is set to film soon in Vancouver. If picked up, it will most likely air during the once-winter hiatus. Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, with the help from Jane Ebsenson and Zach Estron, have been putting together a test presentation. Coming out on September 4th, you will be able to pick up the new Marvel Comics graphic novel of Once Upon a Time. This will be written by Daniel Thompson and drawn by five different artists. Now please forgive me on the pronunciation of these names. Nimit Malaveta... Valise Losos, Mike Del Mundo, Stephanie Hands, and Mike Henderson. Each artist will get their own chapter. The graphic novel will see more of the Huntsman and explore his forced servitude to the Queen. 
Still waiting on a definite go for season three from the network. Last year, they announced season two on May 10th, so we still got a little time. But Josh Dallas is pretty confident that the show will be back. But he goes on to say that you just never really know. Come on, ABC, please let us know. Thank you for listening for this week's spoilers. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Bit of Pixie Dust. Have a great day!